Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What up out there, podcast land? Hey. Man, we're so glad. I sort of toned it down a little bit, but I'm trying to find that happy medium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're in um, 2023 now. Yep. I mean, we were last, last episode. Yeah, I'm just but, saying that. But, but no, yeah. just once again, just reiterating this truth. Nobody would have called on. Well, I'm just sorry. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll be another two weeks before I remember to write it correctly. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, how you guys doing? Good. Um, you know, you got to see your grandbaby. Oh, yes. Little he's, Ollie. He's precious, precious. We had a great time. Oliver. Every time I think about his name, I want to say, Oliver. <laughs> I can't wait if to they, meet him. If they ever make their way. I'm telling you, when they come here, I'm going to be across the sanctuary. <laughs> Oliver. Oliver. <laughs> He was great fun. So you hear him. Uh, by the way, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I got my home slice right here, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. Um, and over there, we have finally settled on a nickname. Yep, yep. Bean. Yeah, just... I am the bean. By the my way, final form. Let, and let me just settle it. You would not believe the controversy we started. <laughs> it's been, there's been a lot going oh, on. Atlanta, like there been has been much discussion. <laughs> Rightly so. As soon as it dropped, I'm telling you, my phone blew up with people telling me their opinions about if a llama bean and a butter bean were the same thing. I, I was worried I was, as a threat I was going to find a thing of butter beans out of my front stoop or something, you know. So I had confirmation from a southern state's agent. Oh so it's official. Pretty much. They are the same thing. Mm. Now, they may not look the same. There are some white ones and there are, you know, some of the green ones. But in technically scientific terms, same bean. <laughs> I love that our resource in southern states. I mean, how the dude does what he does for a living. I know, I know. It just it fits us that we would go to southern states. <laughs> right? That's, that he actually went there. That, that yeah. Be. When he texted Tyler about that, I was like, okay. <laughs> I told you. Hey, I was serious. I was gonna win that argument. I don't win many. I'd be at the county's uh, biggest scientific minds on it. Let's go to southern states. Hey, we man. got this. <laughs> I appreciate it. I was about to say, I may have just tanked our Southern States endorsement in, in uh, advertising. Well, you know, you didn't mean anything about it. You <laughs> no, didn't know who no. I talked to over there. He's a good dude. <laughs> well, actually, I talked to the dude's wife. There you go. So, anyway. So, what's up? So, New Year. Ready to go? Yeah. All right. Hey, starting with this one, we will have a blog up again. We're going to resuscitate the zombie. <laughs> Um, make a more dedicated approach to it. Hopefully, you're gonna see a few changes about. Um, we'll be more on Instagram. I'm putting Dan on the spot now. Yeah, more on Instagram. We're gonna have a little, few more things, and I'm only doing this because he volunteered. It. Oh yeah, there's good. We'll we'll make announcements when this stuff pops yeah. up. Yeah. He um. So he Dan. This is all Dan. Um. So we're gonna make a little bit larger. Hopefully, have a more impact. But hey, here's the truth. God's word will make an impact. That's Absolutely. Right. That's right. Um. Man, I really man, it was hot in here this morning when I was having, and not temperature wise, although it was that too. God's word just sometimes speaks, man. Mm -hmm. Yep, it just flat speaks, and I got the writing, and 
It was good. So we're in the book of Ruth. We're going to spend four weeks in this little short book. We're going to do a chapter a week, and we're going to talk about parts of it. We may not deal with every verse. Obviously, we won't. Um, but we're going to, you know, we're going to just deal with this book and, and give you a picture. If you've never read this little book, um, I've preached it during Christmas one year, mm. and about going to Bethlehem mm. and and what came about and the kinsman redeemer, which is a picture of Jesus. Um, so let's start out. And just, I don't know, Mona, read like the first five verses, and then we'll just jump in. Okay, can do that. Um, So Ruth chapter one, verse one. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malan and Chilion. They were... Ephrathitis from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. They lived there about ten years, and both Malan and Chilion died, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for this opportunity, the first opportunity this year to share your word uh, through this podcast. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that those that listen wouldn't just uh, make a resolution, but they would begin a relationship with you. Um, not something to be tossed away, but something that that grows and leads to eternal life. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share your word through this medium. And we just pray that it be pleasing to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we're so thankful that this is the second, second. podcast ah. of the year. Ah, I don't have my count. Look, I told you it was going to be two weeks before I even get the year right. Okay, I got. <laughs> so hey, I got thirteen days. Um, so here we have a family that is is facing a hardship and they run. Yep. Now they're living in the land of Bethlehem, which means the house of bread. They run to a place called Moab that. The Bible calls a wash pot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a little little different picture there between. Wasn't the that? Yeah. Won't that bless you? <laughs> so I'm gonna leave the house of bread, and I'm gonna run to this wash pot. Yep. And see if I can't get my sustenance from a wash pot. You don't. You don't want to do that. No. I would think not. <laughs> but that's what this guy. And by the way, his name is Elimelech, which means El, God, mm. Melech, King. God is my king. Hmm. Mm-hmm. How often do we do the same thing? We claim this this thing called Christianity, mm-hmm. and yet we live like the it's world. It's in name only. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so, man, that's sort of where I'm going at when I preach on, on this upcoming Sunday is um, how we ought to be dedicated and make God to be our preeminent one. And to no matter what—I started reading this— um, uh, a daily devotional by David Jeremiah every day with Jesus. What would happen? And this is a point I want to make. What would happen if we just decided every day to live for Jesus? Mm-hmm. If we decided every day, if you out there listening decided every day that you were going to be a student of God's word. Yeah. If you were going to not just be a name only Christian, but a life Christian. Right. What do you guys think? What, what, 
just hearing that, because I hadn't told them I was going to make that <laughs> statement or whatever, just hearing that, what what is that? What do you suspect it would do to your life? Well, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is our focus, that your focus would change because suddenly it's not just about you. You're not doing things just about you. You're doing things that, of what Jesus wants you to do. Living out Galatians 2.20, we talk about that so many times, but it's so true that um, when we are believers and truly living for Christ, then we are crucified. And so our desires and our agendas and our things that we want to do don't matter anymore. What matters is what Jesus wants. Right. And so that focus then, when we when you start every day um, in God's word and praying to God and spending that time with just you and him, that changes where your eyes are looking then when you as you go about your day. Well, and, and it changes your the reason you're doing that. And I think this is where people trip up. They, they think, oh, but I, I work this job and I have this this going, that going. None of that has to change for you to live for, for God. God may have put you in, in your job or in, in the places you end up in so that you can share his word. In this place. I don't care. I mean, my daughter works at Starbucks. That place needs Jesus okay. as much as anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, don't think it means that you have to to – you know, change jobs and change this, that, and the other thing. What it means is that you now do those things not for a paycheck, not for any of that stuff, but for for God. And yeah. so that should change how you how you interact with people. That should change how you see your job. It, it's no longer a burden; it's an opportunity. Um, yeah. And so, uh, I, I don't I don't get this perfect by any means. Don't I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I do understand that that the work I do. Is is I'm there for a reason, and God gave me that reason. So it, I I don't see how people get through a day of work if they don't see that. Yeah, you know. Well, it's that old quote that says, and I've heard it, and I've said it many times. Your mission field may just be the marketplace in which you work. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. You you may be in that job yeah. that you think is terrible that you dread going up, mm -hmm. going to every morning. But if you go back to your focus, yeah, at all in a trying, if your focus is not just on the people that you work with or the job mm -hmm. that you do, but the potential impact you can have. Right. Right. In the livelihood of that place mm -hmm. and the spirit of that place and see it as a mission field. Look, I'm not saying every second you're there, you're you're like telling people about Jesus right, and, and right. to get fired. Right. <laughs> but you can find points where there's opportunity to speak. Well, and I mean, when I... I won't say it all the time because obviously I don't, but a majority of the time when I substitute and so on a morning when I'm going to work, I often will pray that God would use me to be a blessing to those that I'm mm. encounter with, to encourage those that I'm come encounter with, um, whether it be students, whether or te other teachers. And I not to pat myself on the back, but I can look back and see how those prayers God has heard and used mm -hmm. because I, I may not have spoken the name of Jesus, but I have lived the way that Jesus wanted right. me to do. And so that it touches people. And sometimes it's just a smile and, and making somebody realize that they're noticed and in, in or something small. I remember one time, even at the store, just saying, smiling to somebody, a cashier right. and just how it changes her. How many whole people demeanor. smile now? Yeah. Not, I mean, not enough. And right. so, right. So just something well, like you, that. Well, you say it's something small, but it comes from a big place. You, you as, as someone who, 
you know, is is connected to God and is living for God, you see other people's God's creation. Right. Yep. And it's so hard to, to, to go to somebody once you get to the point where you are going to share your testimony or talk with them about God. How in the world are you going to say God loves you so much that Jesus died for you when you you don't reflect that yep. value to yep. them at all? Absolutely. You know? Eeyore Christians. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right? I mean, it's really hard to get people to want what you got if you're an Eeyore Christian. If you act like you don't want it. Yeah, everything yeah. about, like you don't have the good news. You got bad news or yeah. you got no I got news. the news I got to put up with. But what happens is if you're not careful, you, you, you fall into sin mm-hmm. accidentally, let's mm-hmm. be honest, or you do something that leads you down that path. And it's that old saying, you know, sin keeps you longer than you want to stay. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it makes you pay more than you want right. to pay and all that. And so here, here's the two words here. As we're looking here at, at Ruth, when it says, when the judges ruled, there's a family land, man of Bethlehem and Judah went to sojourn. Okay. So that means he was just sort of on this pilgrimage there that it's, you, you get the idea and the thought that. I'm going to go there for a while with my family. We're going to ride this bad boy out, and then we're going to come on back home. Mm-hmm. I'm not planning on staying. Not a dwelling. I'm not yeah. putting right. down roots. Right. I'm not doing anything other than trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Now, in and of ourselves, we would say, okay, not right. a bad deal. Do what right. you got to do. You got to do yeah. what you got to do for your family. Right. Yeah. Go to verse 5. <laughs> and yep. he lived there 10 years. Yep. That's not a sojourn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's not a pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what, what, how it happens. If you go back, um, I think it's Genesis 18. I, I, let me see if I can find it real quick, real quick. So we're there in Ruth. Let me go back real quick because this is how it works. I'm telling you, this is how it works. Three times in a row that we see good old Lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm sure this is what happened with the, these guys there. Um in Genesis uh, chapter I knew I, sh- I knew I was gonna go here when I thought about we were gonna do this and um so oh it's here in chapter 13 of Genesis in verse 12. Abraham settled in the land of Canaan while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and, listen, and moved his tent as far as Sodom. The new King James and the King James says he pitched his tent Mm -hmm. towards Sodom. Mm -hmm. Okay. We would once again say, okay, not a, okay, what's the big deal? Right. But now there's some problems there. I don't have time to unpack all this, but when they were about to separate, when Lot looked, he saw this land that way. And it reminded him of Egypt. Right. And then he tried to get all religious and the Garden of Eden. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was well watered everywhere. That's what it says in verse 10. Like the Garden of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like the land of Egypt. You see, you thought I was telling a lie. No, I But that's what it says. <laughs> so there in chapter 13, he's pitched his tent. Mm-hmm. Yep. We skip over to chapter 14. And it, we read these in verse 12 of Genesis 14. They took the Lot, the son of Abram's brother, who was dwelling in Sodom. Right. So yeah. now he wasn't just towards Sodom. Now he was in Sodom and what not just pitching a tent, but yeah. now he's dwelling. Yeah, not pitching a tent. Now he's dwelling mm-hmm. there. And then it, then we get here in verse chapter 19 
the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting at the gate. The dude was somehow in yeah. the um, politics of it right, now. Uh, right, right. All from, from pitching a tent. All know? from yeah. leaving his, the influence of his uncle, mm-hmm. pitching his tent somewhere where he should never have been. Right. Because the draw, I don't care. Adrian Rogers said this statement. He said, if a man is flipping through the channels and there's a half-naked woman on the TV, mm-hmm. it'll take everything in the dude to continue flipping. That said from Adrian Rogers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are just some things, if you want to act like sin's not powerful, right. Right. if you want to act like you're not vulnerable, right. Sodom was there. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I've told this for you. I, I, can you hear them? You know, honey, I'm sort of sick of having to ride the train into Sodom every day. It just makes a lot more sense to be there. It just makes a lot more sense. I'm in the garden club or I'm in the (laughs) the the, this club. I'll be to make you know, you can't say anything now, people don't get offended. Or I'm in this club. You know, I saw this house right on the corner. You wouldn't have to travel. You know you work down at First Bank of Sodom. Well, we're spending travel fees. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Let's save money and just get there. Okay, we're going to get there, but we're just going to be ourselves. We're going to have our own time. And the next thing you know, this dude's running for mayor. Mm -hmm. And then we all know what happens when when God destroys it. The wife looks back. Why? Because her heart was still there. Yep, yep. You know why they stayed in Ruth in that place? Their heart became yeah. attached to that right. place right. that was called the wash pot. Right. And you're right. It's, it's such a, we say we would never, but be, be you look, you, there's a flirtation with it. Then the justification of, of well, it's a good reason. You know, they, they're doing it for the wrong reasons, but I, I'm going to go in there. I love this one. All to, all to be in that group because I can be a good influence. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that and kind of thing. there are the, times, about 1% yeah, of the yeah, time, there yeah. are times when they are the good influence. Yeah. I, we, you can't make that, and I'm not saying sure, you no, were I'm right with then. You. Yeah, no. Don't make that brawl right. uh, paintbrush. Right. Yeah, there are Well, times. because Lot didn't go to God and say, which where yes. should I go? Mm. Um, they just looked he, out. He That's just looked difference. and saw what yeah. he saw and went. Um, and there's no indication that um, Malin... And, Took his uh, Elimelech took his family and inquired with to God what he should do. There's no indication of that whatsoever. Do you really think God would say go to the wash pot? <laughs> right, right. And you so, guys have been getting too much bread. Go hang out yeah. at the wash pot. So <laughs> somebody who goes somewhere to be an influence, more likely than not, has had a conversation yes. with God about yes. it and has gotten directions from God on exactly r- right. But that's why I said more likely than yeah. not. Um, to on how to go about doing this and and how to do that, whereas here there's n- nothing like that at all. Yeah, they just go. Now, for those that would say, "Well, that's all Old Testament," well, let me give you the New Testament principle in James chapter one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire, and the picture there is literally of a fishing lure. Mm-hmm. What you 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 see a fish and you're like, "Well, I want to entice it." Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. And that's what the world does to you. Yeah. It entices you. And then, then you have, you know, some of you, you know who you are out there. You'll say, well, sin is just not fun. Really? Mm-hmm. What you just said was unbiblical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a season. Right. It is. Right. It wouldn't be enticing if it wasn't. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Let me just go eat this slop because it's so enticing. I was about to say, if sin was asparagus, we'd be fine. Hey, yeah. well, back off asparagus. I actually like asparagus. See, I was going to say Brussels sprouts, but I found that I really love Brussels sprouts. So. Let's just say slop. There we go, slop. There you go. That works. Take all your leftovers tonight and put them in a jug. Mm-mm. Mix them all together. <clears throat> yeah. And that's what some people think that sin is. Yeah. No, it's not. Sin is filet mignon, yeah. but when you bite into it, it's not actually filet mignon. Yeah. It's poop. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I, we should have. We should have. Yeah, that's it. It absolutely is true. And, by the way, go to Hebrews chapter 11. That's where it tells you. Mm-hmm. And so this guy was going to go. He's saying the same thing. We're just going to go for a little bit. We're going to take care of my family. I'm going to yeah. be there. And then the next thing you know, guess what happens? Verse 3, Elimelech dies. Mm-hmm. Go on, and Malon and Chil. This woman who went with her husband and two sons now is flat all alone. Mm-hmm. Right. And she want to blame God. Yes, I was going to say over there in, in verse 13 that we didn't read. She said, the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Yep. Really? Right. And so not only that, but they've allowed their children to, and I'm, we're not going to get into this. Mm-hmm. Their boys married. Now, we know one of them turned out to be. And so that, there again, you can't paint it with a broad yeah. brush. Right, right. Their boys married unbelievers, mm-hmm. married wash pots. <laughs> now, one of them ultimately, this is why you cannot paint it with a broad right, brush. Right, right. One is in the lineage of Jesus Christ, right. which tells you that Jesus, he could take a crooked stick and draw a straight yeah, line. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, Rahab is in there in that influence. By the way, I was reading something the other day, and I've, I've said this all along, and then I, I read it or I heard it in a sermon. You know, if you go to Matthew, when it's talking about David and son Solomon, who was by um, Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, mm-hmm. God makes sure he don't forget nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, David might have been his daddy, mm-hmm. but ultimately his 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 wife's husband wasn't David. Bathsheba's husband was drunk. You know, we can't, we're not getting into all that. But <laughs> but that's, an, it's another factual proof of the Bible. Right. The Bible doesn't hide the dirty spots of it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, if a dude wrote it, I'm not going to write that in there. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to include Ruth, who was a wash pot. Mm-hmm. And so we get over here in verse 15. And so, uh, you know, old Naomi, who now wants to be called Mara. Because the Lord Almighty, what you said, has dealt bitterly with me. He dealt bitterly with you, woman, because y'all went there. Right. How often do we blame God for things oh, we yeah. create mm-hmm. on our own? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Situations that we find ourselves in because of decisions that we have made and not included God in those decisions. Not at all. And then we'll go, well, the devil made me do it. The devil didn't make you no. do nothing. Right. You won't think in lust and your flesh you, make you do it. You jumped in the slop and, and, and blamed God for being dirty in it. Yeah. Women, right? Yep. So then we have this great statement. This is sort of where I want to give you five things and we can talk about them. Um, and this talks about really good stuff here. In verse, and I, I quote this sometimes in, in sermons and marriages, but Ruth said, what, so here's the truth. So you got these, these two girls, Orpah and Ruth. They're the daughter-in-laws. So now she's going back to Bethlehem. They're, the famine's over. Had they just waited? Mm-hmm. <laughs> famine's over. Boom, they're going to go back. And oh, 
Naomi, God bless your soul. Y'all go on back now. Y'all just go on till you find your own little boy. Don't come under my... I mean, number, now she's saying, I don't want to have to influence you. Yeah. That's ultimately what she's saying. Yeah. She could have said, y'all come with me, girls. We're going to find you husbands back in my hometown. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, I'm going to teach you about my God right. and right. show you all this stuff. No, no, no. She says, go on back to your wash pot. Right. Mm-hmm. Go on live in that filth and just go to hell. And to her gods, that that just that's such a, a I don't I, I can't imagine being like this is my God, one true God, but you go ahead back to your God. They go to your little you gods know. that are nothing. Yeah. She says, "Don't follow me," or, or but Ruth says, "Do not urge me to leave you or return from following you." I'm gonna give you five things real quick. For where you go, I will go; where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people; your God, my God. And where you die, I will die. There's five truths right there. How much time we got? So I know how much we got. Five minutes. We got got five minutes. You are lying. We're getting ready to have four. You had to know. All right. So, first off, (laughs) here's what we see between this girl and her mother in law we see friendship. For where you go, I'm going to go. She's like, I love you that much. We are, we're not only mother and daughter in law, Mm -hmm. we're friends and I love you. Mm hmm. So that's what happens many times. Number two, we see family. And then she said, not only are we friends, you're my family. I'm married into this family. I'm not just going to ab- abandon you. By the way, we never read of Orpah again. Right. Hmm. Right. Book gets a whole root book. <laughs> Ruth gets a whole book written about mm-hmm. her. Now you may say, "Well, it's only four chapters." Well, she got one written about her. Did you get one written about right, you? Right. Stassi. <laughs> and then she says, "This your people shall love." She talks about her future. She says, "I'm going to become one of you guys." Yep. I'm leaving. This is so good. I wish we had more time. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving the wash pot yep. to go be like you. I saw you when you first came, and I want that. These gods mean nothing. And you know how I know that? Your God, Your God mm-hmm. will be my God. Right. That's faith. Yep. This thing said it when she was still a wash pot. <laughs> and then she talks about her funeral. Where you die, that's where I'm going to die. That's love. That's love right there for, and that's respect. And that's somebody that already has the draw. By the way, you don't seek Jesus. He seeks you and draws you. And I believe right there in that passage, that's the drawing and the wooing. Mm -hmm. There was something about, even when Naomi didn't think she had nothing. Right, right. There was something that she grabbed hold to early on, I would Mm -hmm. imagine. Mm Mm-hmm. And said, there's something different about this family. Right. Right. And it goes back into what you get. There's something different. I want what you get. How many times do we live our lives so that yes. somebody would say, I want what you got? Right. Yeah. Yep. There's a story, uh, to tell you real quick, of, of Drew. I've said before, you never knew who Drew was going to bring home <laughs> in high school. Mm-hmm. You just never did. And there was this guy, and he told Drew, he goes, I want what you got, man. Mm-hmm. And now they're brothers and yep. basically my adopted son. Mm. Yep. How many of us live our mm. life like apparently for all their flaws and their mistake? Yes, that's what I was going to. Yes, that's what I was going to. Come on. Come on. I was, well, I was going to comment about that. That come on. we've been talking about the mistakes that they made and the problems that they've brought upon themselves. But obviously there was something that Ruth saw that made her say, I'm going to go with you and I'm going to become one of you and I'm going to, your God is going to be my God. So there was something there. It just, it just goes to show you, you can't, you can't diminish or overcome God's power. Right. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the fact that God can use anyone he wants to use. At any, any stage. In mm-hmm. any situation that he wants to use to draw people to you. Um, our benefit is when we are walking in, in accordance with that so that um, we benefit from that as well. But, um, but God can use whatever. And you don't know who's watching. Right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this this daughter-in-law saw something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for all the mistakes, for all the mm-hmm. the the backslidingness, right. for all the walking away from God. Right. There was something still there. In all of Naomi's bitterness. Yeah. I mean, she, this is in the midst of Naomi's bit, great bitterness. Ruth saw something. And... and um, Naomi even says, "If I if I should say I have hope, which I, she what she's saying there, she doesn't have yeah. hope, and so but Ruth saw hope. Ruth mm-hmm. saw something. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't write the rules. I just enforce them. <laughs> I don't I'm, like them. I'm being the enforcer. Being." <laughs> It's official. So, hey, so here's what we're going to catch up. And then in the what we didn't read, they go back to Bethlehem. Right. And, you know, there's Naomi. Just call me Mara. Mm-hmm. The O.E.O. Christian. Thoughts. Let's close. Well, in, well, as I was just reading this, it's not really a closing thought, but... Um, when Naomi says, I went away full and the Lord has brought me back empty, how sad that must have made Ruth feel because she did go back with her. So as we dive into the rest of the book, um, how wonderful it is to see what God did for Ruth. But I just had a major thought. What was that? But when we're empty, yeah, we can be filled with mm-hmm. Jesus. Absolutely. Yep. So in a sense, hear me. Oh my, I, I, <laughs> she is right where God could use her. Oh, now. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Now, it, it was probably bad for, it was hard for Ruth to hear, I would think. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's when we are empty and when we have nothing of ourselves. Because you yeah, know absolutely. they went out, what did she say? I went out full. I thought yeah. we were all that in a bucket right. of fries. Right. And now I'm just empty I'm just, and I'm yeah. bitter. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Lose the bitter mm-hmm. and just be empty. I was pulling up today, fill my cup, Lord. Yep. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs. Yep. Yep. That's where he wants you. When oh, my mind just went running to Second Corinthians chapter twelve, when I am weak, yep. then I am strong. Right, His strength is made perfect in my weakness. Absolutely, and that's a picture of being empty. Yeah. Oh my land, we could go. All right, uh, mine is just don't don't call God a liar if He says He wants to use you as a vessel. Don't come back with oh I can't oh, I can't. He knows what He wants to do. He knows the role He wants you to play in it. All you have to do is be open. And again, just like you were saying, stop stop trying to determine what you can and can't do. God's already decided what he's calling you to do. Yeah. He'll equip you. That's right. All right, here's mine. Man, when it gets going tough, don't run out on Jesus because he's not going to run out on you. Right. Absolutely. They should have hung right there mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Now, there was always a plan, though. Right. Right. But don't turn your back. God can do anything. Mm-hmm. That's right. And he would have. I mean, what story would he have written? Yeah. Ruth was going to come into it somehow. Right. Yeah. But we don't know what. Anyway, let's pray. Father, thank you for the truth that we've seen today. That at our worst, we can still be used by God to be a drawing factor in the hands of the Almighty. 
So, Lord, just use us where we are. God, move in our hearts. And God, help us to be your hands and feet and a vessel filled with not ourselves, but with the Holy Spirit of God. We just look to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, once again, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Mary Baptist Church. I got my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. We got Bean over yonder. Yep, yep. God bless you guys. Bye, y'all.